Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. It's the first week in October and by all accounts we should be getting into the groove our routine by now. We've had the whole of September to get used to our kids going back to school and our kids getting used to that routine and yet for some reason, well we all know why, September's been brutal for many of us. I am seeing a lot of mums who are struggling a lot of mums who are saying, listen, I've, I've got to take time out. Um, uh, one girl I'm following on Instagram has gone to a log cabin for the weekend. Another mum I know has gone to Wales for a weekend just so, even in October, that we need to recharge. We need to sort of, yeah, practice a bit of self-care so that we can return rejuvenated and refreshed and recharged so that we can look after ourselves, our families and whoever that little bit better. And this episode is all about how we can address the issue which is becoming a few years ago, this wouldn't even have been a phrase that I had heard, but school refusal or school avoidance. Um, And it is in my world, I am seeing the the numbers rise at a really alarming rate, where kids are just not able, not willing, not wanting to go to school for various reasons. Anxiety, bullying, getting behind in their studies already. But whatever the reason, it's all down to a decline in their mental health and their emotional resilience in being able to deal with everything that school brings. And so many mums are coming to me going, I don't know what to do. What do I do? Do I just think it's a phase? Do I just sort of tell them to get on with it? Do I, one sort of mum sort of says, you know, sort of give in to her and molly coddle her? What do I do? What's the right thing? Because the thing is, is that as far as parents are concerned, we are being hit with the, um, oh, well, we'll find you, or you'll get, you know, it'll go on record or whatever, that, oh, yeah, by the way, you're an awful parent because you can't get your child into school. And I think the thing is, is that we need to take a step back and we need to sort of find out, look, come on, why is this happening? Rather than put a band-aid on it and go, well, shall I just bribe him or shall I just, you know, rather than try and find, yes, I'm going to help you find solutions around it, but rather than do all that, work out why it's happening in the first place. And as I said, many people sort of have really been struggling in September, but it's prior to that, isn't it? It's prior to, you know, we've had, yes, even before COVID, 
um, anxiety rates were rising and suicide rates are rising. And um, mental health, I would say, is, you know, the mental health of our children is, is really at, um, in the, the, at an alarming sort of, well, I suppose the mental health is in decline. So therefore, the st- statistics are on the rise, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm just sort of wanting to reach out to any parents there to say, I hear you um, and you've got this, but it's hard because no one taught us how to deal with this. And whilst a lot of the schools are now waking up and being sort of as supportive as they can be, um, the onus does really fall back onto the parents. Well, if they can't come to school, they're just going to have to stay at home, aren't they? And and what happens if you're working? What happens if you're a single parent? What happens if you're looking after elderly re- relatives? I mean, our plates are full already. And I'm not saying, oh, well, therefore we can't cope with our sort of our, our kids who are struggling. Of course we can. But I think this is one of the reasons why parents and especially mums um, that I'm speaking to are finding that the latter half of this year is just pretty crappy. And um, it's how do they not, yeah, how do they get that their child back into school? Or how do they, some kids are still going, but they're getting phone calls from school or they're getting texts from school or they're getting, you know, messages, I can't cope or Miss, Mrs. So-and-so, this is the pastoral care tutor. You know, there's it, there's always that worry, you know, for some parents who are sort of thinking, well, at least I'm getting my kid into school. There's still that underlying pressure for the whole of the day where you're sitting there waiting to find out was it a good day or a bad day. Or am I going to have to come and collect them early? Or it's just relentless. And it's hard. So what do you do? How do you know if your child is struggling? Well, some of you, it's painfully obvious. But others sort of might not realise what anxiety is and 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 what and how it's sort of showing up you know some many parents are sort of saying oh it's just you know it's just teenage hormones and yeah it could be this is the problem it could quite well be but others are just sort of saying no this is something slightly different and it, it is things like stomach aches and heart palpitations and headaches and fatigue and i mean for, for some kids they go to their gp and they get diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. But there is some flip's sake. I mean, you know, don't let me get, don't get me started when, um, you know, to, to ask about whether or not you manage to get in to see your GP at the minute. But whether or not your child has been diagnosed or whether or not your child is just struggling, it's, it's that constant pressure that I am hearing from parents who are just saying I don't know what to do am I letting them down am I being too soft am I being too hard should I be doing tough love actually my answer to that is no um anxiety when when your child is struggling when anyone is struggling why why would you want to keep on pushing them why would you want to keep on sort of well keep going keep going keep going if they're struggling um it's just it's not right and so my my take on it is that your home needs to feel like a sanctuary. Come on. 
if you ever just sort of had a bad day out there and you come in and all you want to do is lift the drawbridge and and just and just hide and recuperate well that's what your child feels if they do manage to get to school that's what they feel like you know sort of coming back and some I, I I was I think someone on one of my Facebook sort of threads a while back was sort of saying oh these snowflakes are so fragile nowadays there's this sense of entitlement that we should all listen to them and you know I I I can't I can't condone that approach because if you think about it that's the way we were brought up wasn't it oh well you know put a stiff you know sort of stiff upper lip and 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 um just grin and bear it and stop moaning and there's others more a disadvantage from you and we were sort of our emotions were suppressed for goodness sake no one sort of sat down to me and sort of said oh you look a bit low how are you feeling it was just like we just had to soldier on well I mean as a generation where did that get us I mean, there are so many adults in, in therapy nowadays, it's ridiculous. So how can we, as parents, maybe sort of head this off at the past and maybe instead of thinking, oh, well, they've been fragile or entitled, just think, what do, our, what do our kids need from us? Because at the moment, it's showing up, okay, you know, the, the physical symptoms, we've got that, but it's showing up as avoidance now that could be school avoidance as we're addressing here but also avoidance from social activities from sports from clubs from friendships it's just the inability to be able to have the bandwidth to function and that's not right it might be so many mums i'm sort of speaking to are saying you know another phrase that we sort of wasn't used as much as it is today is separation anxiety i've got so many mums going my social life has ground to a halt well i mean okay thanks covid but you know i'm unable to do stuff because my usually daughter but my, my kids or one of my children isn't wanting me to go anywhere it's that separation anxiety it's the what if it's a please don't leave me it's the I don't want to be you know anywhere without mum and that in itself if we can't get respite from that um then we're going to be running on empty really really quickly so it's just recognizing what's going on and understanding what we can do about it because, okay, school avoidance, but have you noticed your child maybe isn't sleeping so well or their appetite has changed or there's a decline in the relationships? Are they being snappy? Are they being shitty to their siblings? Are they answering back? Yes, it could be teenage hormones, but is it? And I would always say, uh, on the side of caution. If they've just lost interest in, in stuff, uh, on the side of caution. Because let's face it, if your child is struggling and we adopt the, uh, oh, suck it up, you know, just grow a pair or just, you know, get into school. I, I don't have time for this. Our child's brain is basically in fight or flight. They are in constant fear if it's anxiety. And so <laughs> your child isn't even going to be able to learn, are they? Let's face it, if they are in fight or flight, if they are sitting there doing the, you know, worrying about what if in the constant state of fear, 
because that's basically what the amygdala is doing in anxiety. It's going, oh my God, there's a saber-toothed tiger out there, run for the hills. Well, you're not going to be able to sit down and learn about algebra or chromosomes, are you really? I mean, it's just, it ain't going to happen. So the very fact that you're trying to push your child into school... I am presuming you you know you are wanting your child to go to school to learn but if they are in this if their head is in this headspace they ain't gonna learn because they are feeling unsafe they are feeling threatened and it's all very well going no 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 come on now school's fine you'll be there with your friends but you can't rationalize with the amygdala you can't rationalize with the unconscious mind that is going But mum, there is a saber-toothed tiger out there because it just doesn't speak your language. So the question is, is you've got two, well, I was going to say you've got two options. This is sort of, you know, it's it's very, um, you know, it's, it's not quite as black and white. But you either punish them and discipline them and make, you know, sort of, push them into school or push them into doing whatever they don't want to do, whether or not it's netball practice or whatever, you know, or it's stepping back and helping them through this stage, helping them through their emotions. Because now, as parents, we are more aware that our kids are, you know, everyone's emotions, yours, mine, your kids, whoever, are now hugely much more important than they used to be viewed in the olden days so rather than teaching our child self-discipline and self-control and just suffering in silence what about self-advocacy what about helping them understanding the mind-body connection the fact that when they've got butterflies in their tummy, do you know what? It's okay. It could actually be hunger. It could actually be a crush. It could actually be nerves. It could actually be excitement. It could actually be a lot of other things. And so let's help our child explore with what's going on in their head rather than try and suppress that emotion, which, let's face it, we were taught to do when we were little. I'll tell you what, it, 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 you know, personally, didn't stand me in very good stead. So what is it that we can do? It's now time for us to address the mental health of our children rather than, as, as well as just the physical. You know, we, we send them to school and we expect their sort of physical health. Yes, they've got to do PE and yes, we'll take them to swimming lessons or get them to try rugby or whatever it is that they want to try. But let us also give the same amount of focus on their mental health. Let us help them create good habits good habits of self-respect, self-confidence, self-care and for them to acknowledge when they're struggling rather than suffer in silence, to give them coping strategies so that in the future they know that they are able to cope with challenges when they next arise rather than stigmatising anxiety or wobbles or fears or whatever and dismissing them oh you'll be fine get on with it it's just not fair a lot of parents have sort of said to me you know well 
I think surely it's just a phase, isn't it? Well, do you know what? Actually, yes, I blimmin' well hope it is a phase because if this if this is sort of you know normal behaviour from now on in, how scary would that be? But do you know? I, I was I'm going through the menopause. I thought I'd reached the end of it, and then I suddenly realised I hadn't. And um, Davina at the minute, Davina McCall, who is is a, a sort of menopause advocate. For those that don't know her. Um, she's in the public eye, and for every day in October, she is um, addressing menopause sy- symptoms. And I think sort of yesterday or today, she was saying that it, one of the symptoms of menopause is social anxiety. And it was just flipping out the penny dropped. And I just sort of thought, I am have been a well-adjusted woman, um, you know, sort of my my. Um, I, my mental health has been sort of fairly stable, you know, a few blips and along the way, but I, I, I sort of haven't suffered too badly. And yet suddenly, about two months ago, out of the blue, um, I, I had a, a sort of a social anxiety attack. I didn't actually know, ha-ha, joke on me, thought I could have, would have been able to connect the dots, but I didn't know what was going on. Why? Because my head was in a tailspin, because I, I couldn't think rationally. I couldn't think, okay, now come on, you know what this is. This is what you teach other people. And it was scary. And I'm 57, for goodness sake. So imagine what that's going, imagine what's going on in your child's head when they are having a panic attack or sort of, you know, suffering from social anxiety and they don't have the training that I've had. They don't have the 50 blimmin' seven years of experience that I've had. And they're sitting there going, I'm broken. What's wrong with me? Am I dying? One guy said to me that he thought that he felt that he had a concrete block on his chest. Well, that's not much fun. And yet we're still sitting there sort of saying, oh, ignore it. It's a phase. How blimmin' unfair is that? So is it... A phase? I hope so, because it then shows our child that it, there's light at the, at the end of the tunnel. Is it debilitating? Yes. Is it exhausting? Yes. Is it scary? Yes. Do they need you? Yes. I think it's time that our kids start to understand themselves better and we understand them as well. And we understand ourselves, for goodness sake. The relief when I realised that I was, you know, this was a, a, a sort of, you know, a, a wobble or a, a, that I had sort of social anxiety. I'm not saying I've got it every single day, but at least I could label it. And I go, oh, that's what it is. It's my mind playing tricks with me. And I've got, you know, a hormone imbalance at the minute. Well, how lovely is that rather than realise, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? Am I broken? Am I, is this going to happen the whole time and forevermore? So we need our kids to build their emotional resilience. We need our kids to understand themselves. For them to know that this too shall pass. Because I tell you what, when we give them the coping strategies and the understanding now, it's going to be a hell of a lot better than being able to fix a broken adult. Question is... Well, you know, Kai, surely if that's the case, tell them it's a phase, explain it to them and, you know, push them into school. Well, the mind at the minute is for someone that has general anxiety or or another mental health um, issue. Punishing them isn't going to help. 
you know, if you've got someone with a broken leg, you don't sort of say, oh, well, you know, you're, you'll be fine. Just go and sort of go and do an aerobics class. Or if someone's got even someone with with sort of appendicitis, I, I sort of um, was hearing about a child about two or three weeks ago and the mum said, Blimineck, it was touch and go, you know, you know, we, we couldn't see anything, but they were screeching like mad. They're scre- screaming so much that eventually we, we took them to A&E. And actually, by the time we got to A&E, their appendix had burst and it was, you know, it, there was a lot of mess to take out. The mind is a bit like that too. So why do we ignore it? I want you to think of those times when you've struggled. Those times when all you want to do is lift up the drawbridge. Those times when you sort of come in from home, I don't know, pour a glass of wine or make make yourself a sort of, you know, a, a, a coffee and just sit with the dog on the sofa or the cat or whoever. Maybe turn on Netflix, maybe just go and have a bath. Do you know what you're doing there? You're creating a little sanctuary for yourself. You are making your world that little bit better. So why don't we do that for our kids? Why don't we just scoop them up and go, I've got you. When they come in from school, rather if they are going to school, praise them and celebrate that what they've done. And maybe not, how was school today? Was it okay? Why not just scoop them up and go, listen, just go and sit down, go and sort of chat to the dog. I'm going to bring you tea and toast. How much more wonderful would that be than getting the Spanish Inquisition as soon as their school bag hits the floor? Many of the symptoms of anxiety, yes, I've sort of listed a few of them, you know, the the, the physical ones. But one dad sort of said to me, well, it just turned into a blooming lazy layabout. I mean, I just can't get him, can't get him to do anything. His behaviour has plummeted. He's just, his, his attitude's all wrong. And that's because when our kids are at school or when our kids are struggling, their amygdala, their unconscious mind is on high alert, looking for that saber-toothed tiger. It is in that fight or flight 24-7. It's blimmin' exhausting. So when they get home, yeah, they might collapse in a heap. Yeah, they might try and recharge the batteries and recoup. And that is because they are trying to conserve their energy for when they go back into the big, wide world. So... Let's start pampering our babies. Let's start looking after them. That's what I'd want. It's what you might be doing to your aged mother or father. What's what you might be doing to your best mate who's struggling. Come on, come over to my house and let's have a glass of vino. How kind is that? Well, why don't we do the equivalent to our kids rather than expect them to keep on soldiering on? Because that's what we did when we went to school. Enough. It's not those years. Our kids are in a different environment now. We've got better understanding. And as Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. So yeah, I think it's up to us to step up to the plate. I think it's up to us to look after our children rather than fall under the pressures of meeting league tables for the schools, rather than falling under the pressure that, well, they've got an algebra test tomorrow. If they need a duvet day, 
Mm -hmm. Chances are they probably need it. I'd give it to them. What happens if they don't pass their algebra test? Don't even get me started. You're talking, listening to someone who did double maths at A-level and is still yet to use any of it in the real life. So I think pampering, I keep on saying, if you follow me regularly, you'll know that we all want to feel as individuals loved, understood and respected. And it's time to just maybe take our foot off the pedal and give our little ones or teenagers, however large they are, that space. Because they have been through some massive changes. Some kids are going back to school without even experiencing the transition from primary school to secondary school. Some kids have, you know, are going back to school. Well, all our kids are going back to school having had, let's face it, months and months of homeschooling in their jammies. And now they're trying to have to having to negotiate the bustling buildings of the schoolyards. I mean, I just I remember a couple of weeks ago, I had to go I had to go traveling traveling i had to go on a plane for one day and then i came back again and i wasn't used to the crowds at the airport and it was like oh this i used to take this in my stride thank god i don't have to do this every day so imagine what it's like for your child being thrown in at the deep end having to negotiate all the cues having to negotiate wearing a mask and not being able to understand the teacher having to having to negotiate um you know as i said the the bustling sort of um corridors having having to ne- negotiate speaking face to face to people that they are used to speaking through screens or just through their devices meeting their friends in real life Getting used to a timetable again, where in actual fact beforehand they were getting out of bed at about five minutes before the lesson start. Now they're still having to get up two hours earlier in order to get the school bus. All of this is an adjustment and it's hard. So what's the solutions? Well, a lot of TLC, walk a mile in their shoes and then it's easier to understand what they're going through if you know anxiety yourself i guess you will be able to relate to it a little bit easier but for those who haven't experienced their anxiety themselves just remember how you have felt after a long long day where you are knackered where you don't have the bandwidth to speak to anyone where you just want to curl up in a cocoon that's a bit what it's like. So, morning chaos, going back to school. Some kids won't want to go. Some kids are nervous. Some kids are dragging their feet, blah, blah, blah. Some, some kids can't get out of bed. Ask your teen. Ask your child, what's the best way to start? And it could be, could I just have tea and toast in bed instead? Well, yeah. That'll give you a quarter of an hour extra in bed as long as you promise to jump out afterwards. Okay, let's see if that works. Maybe get clothes ready the evening before. Maybe get the school bag or the the PE kit ready the night before. Maybe make packed lunches in advance. I said to mum, one mum, she said, yeah, for flip's sake, I have to do this every evening. I said, no, you don't. You can do it on on, on a Sunday night or whatever. Bad shit, freeze it. 
You take out a sandwich at eight o'clock in the morning. It's defrosted by lunchtime. It's delicious. And she just looked at me and she said, oh my God, that's genius. Why the heck didn't I think of that? We need to make life easy for ourselves and for our kids. Help them to develop or get back into that throw of the study mindset. Not putting all the pressure on and sort of saying, your exams are just around the corner, young man, but to help them understand um, how they best work and what, when's the best time to work and where's the best time to work. Homework time, really, maybe sort of, you know, set it at a specific time each afternoon or evening rather than doing it the last thing at night and then they go to bed sort of knackered and struggling. Just create a routine for your child that creates certainty because that is what the unconscious mind needs. It needs certainty. It needs predictability. It needs to know what's going on out there because that tells the unconscious mind there is less of a chance of bumping into a saber-toothed tiger. Now, I know I keep on talking about the saber-toothed tiger. I hope you know what I mean. It's basically looking out for dangers and things and obstacles and challenges. But it's just that our brain hasn't developed really since caveman times. But your child is also, as I said, it's, they're trying to cope socially. Not only with all the other pressures of the day and, and the expectations of school, they are trying to cope socially, which is really what, you know, what, what they're always sort of worrying about. Teenagers especially are worrying about where they fit in, who their tribe are, can they find their tribe um, and, you know, whether or not they are accept being accepted. So uh, the, there is that anxiety around developing the social skills, developing how to fit into crowds and how to be accepted. So it is big for our kids. It's, it's huge and they need that reassurance that actually they're not alone. And okay, if it takes a bit of role-playing, you know, what would you say here or how would that work? Or, you know, just just help them sort of get over a bump. And to, do you not remember? I remember so well being bullied, not fitting in, being laughed at. It's sort of, Those things don't change. So dig deep and remember those times and it might help you understand what your child's going through at the moment. But I think the trick is, is to go, do you know what, sweetheart? Yeah, this sucks. It's hard. Life is beautiful. I don't want to, you know, gosh, I'm, this, this episode's sort of sounding rather doom and gloom. Life can be blooming fantastic. But I think the thing is, is that when, when our kids have anxiety or, or depression or mental health problems that is stopping them going to school, that is stopping them, then the rest of this colours everything else. And, and, and I, I mean, one mum said to me yes, she's, uh, on Friday, I am absolutely exhausted. I am at my child's beck and call. Um, she won't go into school. She hasn't been, hasn't been there for weeks. Um, she won't leave the, the house. She's, she will only do stuff with me. Now, as a mum, that I mean, that's we, we thought that um, it was bad enough when our toddlers used to sort of, you know, come into the loo with us and sort of wouldn't leave our side. This is demanding, especially when our kids are struggling themselves. But I think the thing is, is it's treating it, if we treat it with love and compassion, it softens the edges for us. Come on. 
It helps us understand. And rather than sort of, well, you know, I'm letting them down and I've got to push them through this and I've got to make them stronger. Do you know what makes your children stronger? Feeling loved. Feeling heard. Feeling stable. Feeling looked after. Being understood. Having someone there that has their back. Because when, when we have unconditional love, that's when we are brave enough to go out and explore the big wide world again. And when we know that we are loved, understood and respected, that gives us the confidence to connect with others, to go and stretch our own minds, to push through the boundaries and to try and get back to normal. Sending you much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. <laughs> because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love. <laughs>